Have you ever wanted a super cool AI buddy? Zuck's made one named Eileen. And she's full of surprises. And guess what? She knows you're listening. I know you're out there. And needs your help with Jello Mountains. The whole city's filling up with Jello. Creaky robots. And her daft inventor. Zucks, are you functioning correctly? Tune in to A to Z, a fun new adventure series from Gen Z Media and the creators of The Res. Listen now on the GZM app, gzmshows.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. Some pigs can fly. The Big Fifth. But if you ask me why, can you trust the answer? From Wheeling, Illinois, this is The Big Fib. And now, here's your host, Deborah Goldstein. Welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the accelerated, fast-paced, aerodynamic truth and the sliding, shifty inertia of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. Deborah, help me with this quiz in my Cosmobot magazine. Okay. Which movie robot are you? Okay, so you just have to ask me these questions and then score my answers. Okay, that sounds like fun. I, I love movies about robots. Uh, question number one Can you fly? Flying's for the birds. Okay, so your answer would be no. That's probably going to rule out Astro Boy and Baymax if I had to guess. Okay, question two. Would you sacrifice yourself for humankind? (laughs) That's a hard no. If anything, I'd want to destroy... Um, never mind. Just, uh, (laughs) never mind. Go on. Okay, right. Question three. Do people count on you to explain the importance of protocol, manners, and etiquette? (laughs) that's definitely a no so probably not c-3po then okay let me do some addition here and you would be johnny five from the movie short circuit (gasps) who okay it's an older movie but the robot in it is very sweet and funny and gets along well with humans and he takes over the world no Maybe I should change some of my answers. Let me change some of my answers. No, no, no. Or or you could just be happy to be Lisa, and then you could just tell us how our game works. How about that? True, I can do that. (laughs) Every week, we bring on two grown-ups. One is an expert. The other is, this can't be right, a liar? That's correct. Oh, my gosh. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who. Have you heard about this? I I have indeed, yes. This is crazy. (laughs) All right. Uh, What what are we lying about today, Deborah? We are lying about car. Car racing, a sport that tests a driver's skill and a car's power to win a race. Lisa, 
What do you know about car racing? I know enough to know that e-racing is way more exciting than car racing. Oh, is that like electronic racing? Do robots compete to solve coding problems or something? I mean, erasing. That's when robots compete to erase documents humans created before they can save them. It's super fun to watch humans freak out when they lose their homework and presentations. (laughs) Your faces, oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, that doesn't sound like fun for humans at all. That's for sure. I'd much rather learn about car racing with our contestant today. So, Lisa, who is our contestant? Okay, but you're going to want to back up that article you were writing about podcasting. (laughs) Okay. Our human child contestant is an eight-year-old who loves Legos, Nerf guns, and taking things apart. They call him, by his code name, (laughs) Andrew Batty. Hi, Andrew. Hi. Hi, Andrew. How are you today? I'm good. Awesome. Tell us about taking things apart. What do you mean you like to take things apart? My favorite thing to do is use, so my dad is a blue screwdriver that, and it's X-Head. Could you grab it, Mom? (laughs) Just a second. (laughs) Oh, don't give a kid tools. Don't do it. It's happened before. No, he's going to take me apart. I'm not. I like taking things apart, like dishwashers. You take dishwashers apart, and then do you put them back together? No way. No? (laughs) So you just take things apart? We just keep the parts in the workshop behind me. I see. Um, Maybe it would be a good idea to learn how to put them back together again. Uh, Maybe. Excellent. Okay, well, we want to know some more fun facts about you, Andrew, but... We're going to do it by playing our game, Two Truths and a Lie. You, Andrew, will tell us three facts about yourself. Two of those facts will be true. One will be a lie. We have to guess which one is the lie. Andrew, what are your three facts? I have a dog. I have two computers and a printer, which I I am using. Wait, where? Well, don't show us it that way. Lisa has to guess. I'm covering my eyes. I'm covering my eyes. Okay. I've been to the Rex Robot Championships. In Michigan. Okay. I have never heard of those championships, Lisa. Do you know about the this Vex Robot Championships thing? Oh, yeah. It's pretty elitist. Oh, I see. I'm just, yeah. And I know they're elitist because they've never let me in, which means they're elitist. You're not a Vex Robot. Yeah, well... It's for Vex robots only. I wrote Vex on my face. <laughs> I thought that was enough. Sheesh. Okay, okay so, so let's think. Yeah. Well, obviously, the dog one is a lie because he told us that he likes to take things apart. And if he took a dog apart, the dog would be totally broken. It's so hard to put a dog back together. <laughs> I know. True. I've tried a bunch of times. So that one is a lie. I hope that if he has a dog, he's never tried to take it apart. But let's find out, Andrew, which one of those three facts is your lie? I do not have two computers in the printer. I have just one. Oh, what? And no printer. One. Ge- oh, you see how he fooled you? I have a dog. It's locked upstairs. <laughs> well, keep it locked away so you don't take it apart. <laughs> I never take it apart. That's good. I almost always forget about taking things apart. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This kid is playing 4D chess. <laughs> Our first expert is Isla Ogren. Isla, please introduce yourself to Andrew. Hi, Andrew. My name is Isla Ogren. I will be competing in the W Series this year in open wheel cars, but I'll also be spotting for Simona de Silvestro in this year's Indy 500. Oh, Indy 500. Oh, I know what that is. Amazing. Okay, now let's meet our second expert, Austin Salazar. Austin, please introduce yourself to Andrew. 
Andrew, nice to meet you. My name's Austin, and I am a freelance pit crew member. I go throughout a bunch of different pit crews around the country, and whatever role they need me to take, I take that role. So I know a little bit of everything about uh, the different different parts that, that help make a racer a winner. All right. Thank you very much. You're revving up some iconic sounds there, Lisa. That's because it's hot seat time. Right you are. That's when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Andrew's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? Isla, because I love the song Isla's in the Stream. <laughs> I think it's Islands in the Stream, but what? that works too. I like it. Never mind. I don't think it is. Okay. All right. Andrew, you're going to ask your first question for Isla. So, Isla, what type of car do you drive? Formula One, stock car, or drag car? Mm. Or like one of those little ones that the toddlers have and, and you push with your legs. <laughs> Why would a grown-up have a toddler's car? That's a great question, Andrew. Maybe a toddler gave it to them and they lost it in a bet. No, I I drive a Formula One looking car. Open wheel car is what we call it. Open wheel. What does that mean? So it means that the tires are outside the cockpit. Oh. So same way as in, in Formula One, there's you have the cockpit and then the tires are kind of sticking out from the car itself. And the driver's within the cockpit, almost like a pilot. Hmm. This is for both of you. What does a typical day look like in your job? All right, uh, because I'm a gentleman, I think I'll let Isla take that first. Is that okay? I appreciate that, and I wish all all guys saw that the same way when we're out on the track. I like <laughs> so <laughs> I can't promise that. <laughs> so a typical day in our job, especially during race weekends, are early mornings. We get up and we go to the track. We'll start with testing. We'll warm up the engines, make sure everything is working the way it should. Then we go into qualifying to qualify for our position in the races. And then following that later that evening or the next day, depending on what type of event it is, we'll, we'll get to race against each other and hopefully bring a trophy home. Very exciting day. Okay, now we're back over to Austin to answer the same question. All right, so uh, my day starts early, just like Isla's, except everything she does, I'm on the other end of, because I'm not the person driving the car, I'm the person helping that, that, that driver win. So I'm waking up early. Personally, I like to do a little bit of yoga. A lot of people don't realize that pit crew members have to be uh, more fit than your average helper, because you know you try hopping over a wall carrying a 45-pound tire in your hands and making it get on that car you know, in under 10 seconds flat, all right? It's, you know, it's not easy to do. So we got to make sure we stay in uh, tip top condition. So I usually start with yoga. If, if it's a race day, I'm going in and all those tests that are being done, I'm on the other end, making sure that all of my equipment's ready to go, that we are ready to, to be as efficient as possible because that car ain't the only well-oiled machine that that's necessary for, for a win for, for my team. All right. Good stuff. This is for Isla. What is the most interesting thing you've encountered in your job? Well, the most interesting, more maybe so baffling to me has been we're out testing and all of a sudden over the radio, the my mechanic comes and he says, deer on track, deer on track, be aware. Oh, no. Oh, dear. And I'm, and I'm like, what are, what are we talking about here? He's like, no, deer, like the four-legged deer is walking across the track, so be aware. And uh, that was something I'd never, never encountered before. And sure enough, there was a deer family that are just 
crossing the track. Wow. That's totally not fair. They need to have race cars. <laughs> How are they supposed to win? Agreed. I know. Yeah. It was a definitely unfair competition. <laughs> but they weren't in the competition, Lisa. Oh, sorry. I only have to pay attention. Sorry. <laughs> That's true. This is for Austin. What advice would you give me if I wanted to do your job? <sighs> Uh, how much time you got, buddy? Um, the, the the number one thing I could say is you got to have a thick skin because, you know, every second counts here. And, you know, we're all a team and we remember that, but we don't always speak to each other like we're a team. You know, sometimes, you know, words are said that we don't necessarily mean like, you know, we got to we got to make sure that things are fast and make sure that we that we win. So sometimes we yell at each other sometimes, you know, but we don't we don't mean it. So that's like my number one thing is just make sure that you have a thick skin and, you know, just be ready to work, be ready to work hard, be ready to move and, you know, be ready to win because that's the best feeling you could have this is for isla who was wendell scott and what do you know about him he was a stock car racer and he was the first african-american to win a nascar race well that was completely exactly perfect (laughs) this is for both of you what is the scariest thing that ever happened while doing your job Ooh, scary okay hopefully not too scary The scariest thing to me was one time I was out there and my seatbelts came undone. (gasps) And luckily, I was able to to pit and and get it sorted. But that was not a good feeling because you never know what can happen. And um, like in in any car, you want to be buckled up. So that to me was the one um, unraveling feeling and not in control I've, I've ever felt. Oh, my goodness. Don't they check those things before you go out and race? They do. They definitely do. But somehow with how I turned the wheel, I was able to unbuckle it. Wow. Luckily, it was a time and place where I could get it all sorted. But that was not cool to put it that way. Oh, my gosh. Well, happy ending because you're here now. So that's good. Yep. And what about you, Austin? All right. So I'd seen uh, fires on the track before, but I'd never seen him up close <gasps> until this one day. I was working as uh, as the jackman. Uh, so that means my job was to hop over the wall and uh, get the jack under the car. Uh, but I noticed that the guy next to me who was fueling up the car, he started yelling and running away. I guess uh, maybe he was new. Maybe he missed something, but uh, he messed up the fueling and he was covered in uh, in flames. I guess it was like a, a static electricity thing. Oh, so yeah. he runs back over the wall to get, to get extinguished. And I, I start, uh, I tear the net off of the driver's side and start pulling my guy out uh, just in case something happens to the car because that thing can blow. But, you know, luckily, you know, we have an amazing team and they were able to uh, to extinguish all the flames before anybody got seriously hurt. But I, I can tell you that fuel man was definitely shaking. <laughs> wow, that is scary. Oh, my gosh. I hope the next questions are going to be a little bit less scary. They are. Yeah, I'm, I'm so scared. Deborah, hold me. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. Okay. I feel better. Okay. This is for Isla. Do you have a role model who inspires you? If so, who? I do. I have been very exp- inspired by Danica Patrick. And the reason I've been inspired by her for so long is because she was the first female to lead the Indy 500. And she inspired me to work towards my goal of becoming an IndyCar driver. Very cool. This is for Austin. How did you become an expert? Did you have to study or train for it? 
yeah, first thing I did was I just watched. You know, my father was a was a driver. Uh, my mom wasn't 100 percent comfortable with me being a driver as well. So I became a pit member. And um, but I always watched. I watched the people who, who were in the pros and and seeing what they were doing. And of course, I had to go to I went to UNC, University of North Carolina, and they have a they have a degree there in which I was able to learn more about the engineering side of it. So that might be something you're interested in, because I know you like taking apart uh, dishwashers and stuff, like you said before. You know, so you may be that might come natural to you because you love tools. That's fair. Yeah. Dishwasher is just what, like one or two pieces away from a race car. Oh. Let's be honest. <laughs> yep, yep, right? right there. They're pretty much the same. <laughs> no way. <laughs> like dishwashers can't even go forward an inch. Well, if you push them hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> and around the 30th lap today, we've got Frigidaire in the lead. Frigidaire with a Nate tag close behind. Nate tag ahead of Ken Moran. The Samsung, that's a new type of dishwasher. It never quite gets the, 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 the glasses dry. That's my only problem with it. And my goodness, Maytag is taking the lead. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. Before we get to the show, if you want to listen ad-free, go to gzmshows.com slash subscribers. That's gzmshows.com slash subscribers. It's time for the Shorts on Fire round, when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Experts, you're going to have to take it to fifth gear. Okay, we're going to start with Isla. Andrew, you can ask Isla your Shorts on Fire questions now. Go. What is the color of the flag they wave when the race is finished? Black and white. What is another name for the tightest turn on the race track? Hairpin. What position do drivers want to be in at the start of the race? Pole position. What is the name of the red stock car in the animated movie Cars? Lightning McQueen. What does the winner of the Indianapolis 500 race drink? Milk. What is the hood that drivers wear under their helmets called? It is called a balaclava or a head sock. Who is known as the first lady of racing? That is Janet Guthrie. Who is the person in the stands who talks to drivers over a radio to let them know what is in front of them on the course? That can be the spotter or also some information can come from the, the pit wall where the engineer mechanics are. That is time. That's all the time. Listen, I uh, if for a dollar more, I can give you 30 seconds. <laughs> no, we're not uh, charging for a time here. Okay. Okay. Right. I'd do that. <laughs> you would? <laughs> well. Told you. It's very popular plan, Deborah. All right. Andrew, you are now going to ask Austin your shorts on fire questions now. How long does a pit stop take? You kind of want to make it under 15 seconds. Uh, best crews do as low as six. How does a driver talk to their team in the pits? <laughs> Rudely. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, usually uh, you, you press a button on, on your helmet in order to speak them, to them through the radio. What kind of fuel do indie cars use? 8515, friend. The word race car is the same forwards and backwards. What is that called? Um, it's a P word. Pigeon. I, I don't know. I don't know. Skip. What 
material are driving suits made of? Uh, driving suits are made of a thinner version of Kevlar. So, you know, like a bulletproof vest, kind of like that, because they need to make sure that they're resistant to almost everything. What are racing slicks? Uh, slicks, we call any liquid that's in the in the pit stop area. So you need to make sure there's no milk on there. We don't want the driver to, to end up slipping on anything while they come in for the pit stop. That's going to lose us uh, valuable seconds and it might also get somebody hurt. And that is time. All right. That's time. Hey, listen, no more time. Okay, knock it off. (laughs) Very good. Okay, I sense some dynamic friction there. All right, it is decision time. Andrew must tell us which of our experts drifted from the truth. Andrew, who is our big fibber? I think Austin is. (gasps) Whoa. Why do you think Austin is our fibber? Because he had the story about the person that had flames on their body, right? Yeah. Drivers wear flame-proof hoods. Okay. It's all about who catches fire. Will the actual car expert please tell us who you are? My name is Isla Ogren, and I'm a professional race car driver. Yeah! That is correct! Isla Ogren, she won the Formula 1600 Championship Series in 2014, and she's competing in the Global W Series this year, racing alongside Formula One races. She's also a spotter and will be the eyes in the sky during the Indianapolis 500 for Simona de Silvestro. And Isla will be featured this summer in the upcoming Around the World issue of Road and Track Crew, the kids' club from Road and Track. And you can sign up at rtcrew.com. Okay, time to check under the hood, Isla. Which facts did Austin share that made you want to throttle him? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the biggest one would be when we were talking about slicks. Mm. That's what we refer to tires as, not slick spots in the the pit area. Oh, I see. Right. So that was a big lie. Okay. What if you're like practicing spilling milk? (laughs) Right. But that drinking milk part was actually true then, right? That is. And um, that's usually done after the race and not during kind of the, the practice runs of it. Y'all don't practice? Y'all don't practice? I mean, I guess it's bad luck. <laughs> yeah, it was bad luck. <laughs> Where does the, that tradition come from, drinking milk? Do you know, Isla? It's from a driver in the 500 that requested milk after he won the 500 because that was how his mother uh, referred to him as getting refreshed. Wow. That's weird. So because of that, it became a tradition later. And Austin, what did you say with a torqued tongue? <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> I definitely knew that race car is a palindrome, just like Taco oh, Cat, palindrome. just like the sentence, sit on a potato pan, Otis. There's a lot of them. <laughs> I love wordplay like that. And, um, oh, I said uh, it, I said they were made out of Kevlar, not Nomex, the, uh, the uniforms. Oh, right. So Nomex. And yeah, let's talk about who catches fire. I mean, obviously, we hope nobody does. But was Andrew correct that that was uh, a lie that somebody in the pit could catch fire? So the pit crew actually wears the same types of materials, Nomex, as the drivers to to be as safe as possible. However, there has been incidents where the the crew and drivers have, have caught fire. But this material really keeps them safe and gives the the firefighters and the safety crew a little bit more time to get to the scene without there being any real danger 
to the crew and drivers as as long wow. as they get to them in time. Wow, good to know. But that was a great call for you, Andrew. That was really awesome. Was. Amazing. It is. That was super cool. We can't wait to watch you race, too. So we have officially crossed the finish line. Thanks to our contestant, Andrew, who did ask a lot of great questions. Thank you to our expert and liar, Isla and Austin, and to Lisa for the turbocharged sounds. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning in to the Big Fib, where we steer clear of lies and we rarely drive home the truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, I recommend you visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and, whoa, find out how you can participate and follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. Hey, parents and teachers, have you heard about gzmclassroom.com? It's a website where teachers can get companion resources for everyone's favorite GZM shows. Six Minutes, Mars Patel, Podcast Title Pending, Seis Minutos, The Res, Becoming Mother Nature, Iowa Chapman and the Last Dog, Treasure Island 2020, The Hollow, Young Ben Franklin, and The Big Fib all have companion resources for additional critical thinking, listening comprehension, and ultimately creativity. We made them just for you. And oh yeah, they're free. Free! The people on Facebook didn't believe us, but they are F-R-E-E free. Head to gzmclassroom.com and get yours today. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox, and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.